Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is uh, Wednesday morning here on the East Coast. We're recording this for Thursday in your feed. What does that mean? That means it's Thursday, so we're going to have some unemployment information. Weekly jobless claims come out at 8.30 Eastern time. So uh, I'll make sure we talk about that tomorrow when this comes into your feed. But uh, here's some interesting news from the Congressional Budget Office that we just got yesterday, and that is that the pandemic's financial fallout is really going to be rough. Uh, CBO says that the U.S. economy is going to be 1.6% smaller at the end of next year than it was at the end of 2019. And CBO also sees the unemployment rate staying above 15% through the September, likely to remain above 9% through 2021. And remember, that's just a percentage point below where we were at the Great Recession high, and that's going to be all of next year. So this stuff is going to continue, and we're going to be here to help walk you through this. Hopefully, you have not lost your job. Hopefully, you have not lost hours. But if you have and you know somebody who has, just send us an email. The address here is askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Jerry writes, I have so many questions and really need help, Jill. I'm reading your book, and it's my first step in asking for that help. I'm 60 years old, still employed, no children or spouse. A conservative estimate of my home is $300,000 net of my mortgage. My investments cash roughly $2 million. Do you recommend a revocable trust? What are the pros and cons? Is transferring everything to the trust worth the hassle? Thanks for being there. As I said, this is step one. Okay, Jerry, here's the deal. You probably don't need a revocable trust. I don't know where you live. Um, chances are that, you know, if you live in a state that has a estate tax still in place that doesn't match the federal government's more than 11 million per person that you can transfer, even if there were to be a tax that's due, it would probably not be that much on the state level. But the real reason you probably don't need a trust is that you have no heirs that you need to very specifically direct money towards. And to, you know, sometimes people use a, a revocable trust to make sure some people get more money or less. Some kids are smarter with their money and less smart. Maybe a kid's in a good marriage or a bad. I don't think you need a revocable trust. You need a will. You need a power of attorney. You need a healthcare proxy. And you need to decide who's going to get your money. Once you decide that, you can talk to an attorney, and I think that's the key, that you want to get this papered and make sure you've done a good job on that side of it. Otherwise, don't worry. You're going to be, I think, very happy for having done this, but I don't think you need to add the trust on top of it. Felisa writes, thank you for the daily podcasts. It helps me keep my sanity in these crazy times. I'm mostly retired, but I teach some group fitness classes at the local Y. I usually make around $8,000 a year. So I funded my Roth to the $6,000 maximum back in January. Now, due to COVID-19, the gym has been closed, and I haven't worked since the beginning of March. Even when we do open the gyms back, we're being told it will be modified due to spacing and cleaning requirements. 
I'm now concerned that I won't actually have enough earned income to hit the $6,000 mark. Is there a way to get the money back? Should I just wait till the end of the year and hope for the best? I don't need the money, just don't want to get in trouble with the IRS. Well, I might wait. At least wait to see maybe by the fall whether you can scrounge up that $6,000 or not. And maybe you don't have to undo all of it, maybe part of it, but you can undo it. It's very easy to do. You call your brokerage firm and you'll let them know that you need to recharacterize some of your Roth contributions. But I'd wait for sure. Okay. Kenneth writes, thank you for taking my question. I love your show. As a background. We have a net worth of approximately $2.3 million. I'm 68 years old, and I work part-time earning $27,000 a year. At this stage, in terms of retirement funds, I receive $519 a month in a pension. When I start receiving Social Security, that should add another $605 a month. My wife will receive a few hundred dollars from her pension overseas, a percentage of my retirement account is with TIAA CREF. TIAA, which is the annuity portion, is $225,000. CREF, which is the more like the mutual fund side, that's $110,000. If I were to annuitize the account, I would receive an annual return of nearly 6%. My other retirement accounts are with Vanguard. 401k Roth, $400,000, a traditional IRA at $138,000, and I'm leaning towards annuitizing the $225,000 TIAA and rolling over the IRA traditional from Vanguard into the TIAA account. It would result in an annual fixed return of $1,850 a month. This would give us monthly income of $3,000 a month. That's kind of great. If that is exactly how much money you need, then I think that could be really interesting. I like the idea of annuitizing TIAA. I think it's a very good company and it's one of the few fixed annuities that's out there where you just know it's low cost. It's not the cheapest, but it's low cost. So I like the idea. You just got to double check that you can roll over your traditional IRA into that TIAA portion. I'm wondering if maybe They would allow you to do it to CREF, but not to TIAA and just find out. But I like that idea. Don't do every single dollar. You'll still have your $400,000 in your Roth. You'll have $110,000 in your CREF account. I think that works for you. It's It's a good, good idea. So well done. All right. Mary writes, hello, Jill. Such a great name that I named my daughter Jill. Also, ha. I'm 66 years old, divorced nurse, new retiree in Washington state. I owe $89,000 on my mortgage, two and seven eighths. If I pay it off, I'll have 1.4 million in my 401k, 40 grand left in cash, no debt, living expenses total around $8,000, including my mortgage. I can pay off the mortgage from savings. Don't have to take money out of my 401k. My kids are doing fine. My income, she's got social security, and she'll start uh, withdrawals from her 401k. And what do I think? Okay. And she says, I listen to you daily on podcasts as I garden. You are my guru. Thank you. Stay well. Okay. Look, first of all, if you've got a bunch of money that's in cash and you can pay this off, the reason why this might be valuable to you is my guess is that you're at the end of the mortgage and it's probably not really giving you a great tax benefit. And it probably, as you approach retirement, could be a very helpful thing. Most of the time you guys hear me say on this show, don't pay off your mortgage, but as long as you have the liquidity 
and it sounds like you do, I think this could work for you actually. Uh, I'm being very conservative, but I'll tell you, it has been an absolute delight just giving you the opposite advice that you think I will give. So that's funny. It just shows you it really does matter. So your situation matters. Colin writes, I'm a longtime listener. I enjoy the show. I haven't had a reason to write in before, but I want to ask a question about the Bitcoin discussion. I'm far from a zealot for Bitcoin. I'm a tech guy and find digital or cryptocurrencies to be theoretically interesting. I'm a believer in low-cost index funds. I know and understand all the things, time in the market, timing in the market. He knows all that. Stock market seems extremely disjointed from the economic fundamentals right now. I don't think I need to go in depth on the negative news, blah, 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 blah. Okay. The stock market looks more like Bitcoin. It's wild swings. It's speculative craze. It looks like the S&P 500 is you know, up 3%, down 3%. The main question, does Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency really seem as far-fetched an investment anymore with everything looking so precarious? Maybe 5% of my portfolio. The backbone of Bitcoin is interesting, okay? That's the deal. The technology behind Bitcoin is interesting. The actual cryptocurrency trading is insane, and it is um, unfortunately a lot riskier than even the crazy stock market. And frankly, now that the stock market's starting to calm down a little bit, yes, it's moving up, it's moving down, but, and it is disconnected from economics in the moment, over the long term, I still think it's got a much better track record than Bitcoin. So I would avoid it. I wouldn't do that. All right, that is it. That is the show. Like I said, we'll be in your feed tomorrow. We'll tell you what happened with those weekly jobless claims. For you, this is what you need to do. If you've got a question, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. Don't forget to wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain those social distance guidelines, six feet. I've been staying away from people a lot more than six feet, I got to tell you. If you have any other questions, always you can hop onto the website, jillonmoney.com. There you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Go do something nice for somebody today. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.